Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Uh, we are now broadcasting a episode behind uh, due to our early release. Check us out on Bu Buy Me a Coffee and donate to our to our channel in order to view our videos a week early and get access to our unique Discord. So, welcome back, guys. It's a pleasure to be back, and uh, I hope you all enjoy that little diversion of last episode with the reference section. It was definitely interesting for me, and I'm looking forward to doing more of them in the future. I feel like it really goes to the library kind of theme I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about a web series called Hell of a Boss. Now, I've only taken off of the series for a while, but I haven't really felt like I've seen enough of it until now to talk about it. So, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, this series is a online animated web series whose episodes are about, you know, 15, 20 minutes long. They are released by a creator who goes by the name of uh, Vizzy Pop, and she released a online pilot for something called Hasman Hotel a few years ago. Now, up until that point, I had mostly known her for a few uh, animated music videos she done. She, she did. She has this really smooth animation style that I always liked. And she released a pirate f pilot for a series called Hello Boss, which was going to be a spin-off series of Hasman Hotel. Hasman Hotel is about, about redeeming the souls of sinners in hell and takes place in actual biblical hell. Um, and Hello Boss is just featuring a small business in hell run by a group of imps, like low-level low demons who run a human, real-world real human assassination business called IMP, or Immediate Murder Professionals. Um, basically, they allow sinners to uh, put out hits on humans in the real world that screwed them over when they were alive. So, before I get started in this video, I do have to do something. Now, most of the things I review are fairly family-friendly-ish, or at least adjacent. Like, you can watch these and not to worry too much about who's watching with you. That's not the case with this one, so I'm going to do this one thing, and I really hope I never do this again. Ahem. Warning. This is a show with swearing, lots of sexual innuendos, and tons of murder. If you do not feel comfortable listening to any of these things, you are invited to leave now. If you remain, do not complain. Okay, now that we've got all the liners out of the way, so let's go ahead. Um, so the main characters of of uh, Hella Boss are Moxie, Millie, Luna, and Blitz. Blitzo. The O is silent now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Moxie is a sort of a kind of nerdy gun expert. Millie is his really over the top, but really into him. Uh, you know, badass wife. Uh, Luna is a teenage, uh, just beyond teenage hellhound who is kind of like, you know, their typical lazy teenage goth character. And Blitz is the over-the-top eccentric but really good at murdering things business leader that's always getting them in trouble. So the whole business basically started out, as we find out in the pilot, by Blitz sleeping around with a high-level demon called Solus, who, fun fact, is actually based on the a demon, a demon of the Ars Goetia from the lower king of, so lesser king of, king of Solomon, 
uh, Key of Solomon, which I find interesting that Vizzy is actually able to, you know, draw from real-world demonology, which is always really cool when the writers take advantage of it, because there's just so much creativity in those old books. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Davis and Ernie Young is over here. <laughs> uh, but anyway... The story kicks off with a weird pilot with them arguing about, you know, their commercial and how their business is failing. Um, and Blitz, in exchange for regularly sleeping with Stolas, Blitz gets access to a special book that they're not supposed to have that allows them to enter the human world and kill people. Uh, you know, they're not supposed to be seen and everything like that. So, you know, they do the usual stuff. Hey, this teacher who was always good decided, you know, went on murder spree after she was uh, cheated on by her husband. But the person who he was cheating on with, uh, you know, managed to survive and is living this perfect life. Go kill him. Second one, Stolas needs a bodyguard. Uh, then it's, you know, hey, uh, this old person blitz his past. is causing trouble and stealing their only parking place. Now they're going to do this, like, demon challenge and try and kill more people than they can fuck in order to, uh, you know, in order to get their parking space back. You know, interesting things like that. Um, and currently there have been the pilot and six episodes released at the moment. Uh, with the last one, Truth Seeker, is being part of the reason I did this, wanted to do this episode. So, all in all, the show is pretty good. Um, Blitz, the voice actor is all great, but he actually got some really talented voice actors in for this. Um, and, uh, let's see, what was it? He actually got... Richard Steed Horvitz, who was in, like, multiple of the Power Rangers and was the voice of Invader Zim. Yeah, the voice of Invader Zim is in this series, which is just so cool. All in all, my favorite character is probably a tie between Moxie, Luna, and Stolas. Luna, because she just does not give a shit about, like, anything they're doing. And is always just like, you mean the book? Hey, Luna, you got the book? You mean the book that's the only reason we're able to do all these jobs? Yeah, I got it right here. And I'm like, oh, Luna, you're the best. Uh, and Blitz is always doing like, a doting father on her. And then Stolas, because at first Stolas is like a joke. He's like this really, really thirsty owl who's always calling Blitz to tell him how he like really can't wait for their next session, Blitzy. Uh, but then it's revealed, oh, right, this is a guy who's cheating on his wife with another guy. Uh, and apparently actually has a daughter. And in the second episode, they have this, like, emotional breakdown scene. Spo massive spoiler alert for the moment. Uh, sorry. Temporarily massive spoiler alert for episode two. Because uh, I gotta talk about Stolas. Uh, so, he actually had a daughter, and she's, like... Like, the wife is, you know, going ballistic. Like, how dare you sleep with this low-caste pe peasant? And meanwhile, their daughter is just, like, having a mental breakdown, you know. Uh, what am I supposed to do? I don't know how to feel. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you're gonna leave me. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, he's, like, really rich and powerful, but he has, like, this completely broken family, and you actually feel really, really, like, like, you feel more bad for his daughter, to be honest, because what he's doing is still really irresponsible, but at the same time, he makes it clear that no matter what happens, she'll always be a part of his life. Uh, and it's like, wow, I did not expect such, so much emotional investment in these, like, cartoon characters that seem to use the F word, like, well, like a space bar, honestly. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's one thing you do have to get used to with this show. Don't get me wrong, it can get really good and all, but it's set in hell, and they're demons, so expect a lot of vulgarity. I mean, literally, the third episode, they run into a succubus, so, you know. 
assume everything's around that level. Like, be prepared for some, a lot of curse words and a very large range of curse words, but mostly the F word. Which, I mean, I don't really mind, because at least it serves the setting to a certain extent. There are a lot of people who say it's, like, pointless vulgarity. I'm like, I can see where you're coming from on that. But I also think if it serves the purpose of uh, characterization, and it does in at least one episode, for example, their swearing actually goes on really well when they meet this group of cherubs, uh, and, you know, they're, of course, like, squeaky clean and everything. So... As long as it serves the setting, like, if the cherubs had also been, like, cursing a while, they've been like, wait, aren't they supposed to be angels? That's a little weird. But since most of the characters we see are either people who people in hell want dead, which is mostly other people who have screwed them off, screwed them over, or literal demons in hell, I don't mind that 90% of the cast drops F-bombs, like, again, they drop, well, most other worsts, <laughs> to be honest. Seriously, they say the F word a lot. Uh, so, yeah. I don't really mind. It serves the setting. It's reasonable for these characters to act like this. It kind of adds to the ridiculousness of uh, Blitz. And you also can kind of see it in the way that other demons talk. Like, unless Stolas is, like, getting really into it, he usually talks in this really reserved, uh, you know, kind of elite British kind of talk. Meanwhile... The others seem to curse a lot. He only does it when he's, like, really in excited about the next session with Blitz and is, like, going overboard for the top. For the, uh, top. Um, and, yeah. Of course, Moxie is kind of, like, the straight man. Uh, he's the most likable of the cast, usually, on a moral basis, if you want to call it that. You know, he doesn't like to kill unless they have to. Usually he's just going for the target. He's kind of clumsy but still competent enough for us to like him. Uh, he's a resident gun expert. Meanwhile, his, his uh, wife, Millie, is like the close combat powerhouse. Like, she just kills this giant monster fish at one point with, like, no effort. Uh, and she's like, oh. <sighs> and she just, like, ripped its whole throat open. It's like, oh, wow. So she's a badass. <laughs> and meanwhile, Blitz acts like a complete idiot and usually ends up making things worse. But he is genuinely good at his job. Like, they regularly admit that he's actually really good with weapons. And when it comes to fighting and killing people, he's competent, surprisingly competent, which is why he's doing it for a living and how it's actually impressive that sort of low-level demon as him is actually managing to run such an impressive business in hell, um, which is brought up a few times. He's even given the chance to betray Stolas in exchange for, you know, maybe upping himself in the demon world. Um, but he decides to stay by Stolas because he has this weird relationship going on with her, and he kind of has, like, you know, mutual self-hatred of everyone around going around and constantly push people away, and Stolas is, like, the one person, one of the people he hasn't managed to push away yet, and oddly enough seems to like him just as much as, you know, he usually try act like he might like other people. Uh, it, it, I don't know, he just has this really interesting... Uh, emotional state going on right now that makes it clear he's been rejected a lot like he used to work in a circus and all the kids hated his jokes so eventually he was just you know a random guy wandering around the circus because his act was so bad and he gets told off by a robotic ripoff of an actually popular jester uh, this series gets weird and it's beautiful <laughs> the thing you're going to love most about this series though this is one of the things I love most about is the animation OMG the animation is Fantastic. This is, mmm. Visi Pop, like, don't get me wrong, it's very clear at points that it's like an independent studio. There are a few points where it doesn't sing up properly, a few points of, ooh, that's a little cheap. 
But there are the, there's almost always at least a scene in most of the show, in most of the episodes, where it's like, oh, here's where all the, here's where all the effort went, went right here into this beautiful shot. And the latest episode, episode six, is just that on repeat. It is like, don't get me wrong, there are a few connecting segments that aren't animated as completely amazingly as everything else, and it's a little noticeable. But oh my, the long assess, the long like giant fight near the end the two weird trippy uh loop uh like where Mo- blitzo and moxie are like going getting high uh while they're interrogated and blitz has like this weird 80s album cover kind of thing going on and moxie has this almost traditional disney uh musical number and it's just this crazy trip you really get the idea of yeah they're tripping balls uh it's insane it's beautiful and then, oh my gosh, that final fight. And then when Stolis shows up, it's like, oh, you thought these idiots were an actual demon look like demon hunters? I apologize. Allow me to show you what a demon looks like. And, you know, it's all the classic demon stuff. Things are flying off, but Prince appearing out of nowhere. One of the, uh, you know, one of the two cartoonish Team Rocket style villains, uh, stop, starts looking into the distance and it's like, are you okay? And their head just like, turns around 180 degrees, like, let me show you what a real demon looks like, Demon Hunter. And then Stolas comes out in like his full demon form, is like this Lovecraftian abomination, and it is terrifying <laughs> and awesome and hundred percent awesome. So yeah, uh, that's currently the state. Lilith kind of wants him, uh, not Lilith. Uh, God, what's Stolas' wife? She wants him dead. Um, so we're gonna get some drama with that. We have, you know, Mil- Millie and Moxie relationship. They meet their parents, uh, or they go see them again. We get the feeling they've met before and they don't exactly like him. We get some, uh, Blitz actually, fun fact, Blitz actually adapted Luna. So we get a lot of his, uh, overstrained dad from him. It's probably my least favorite relationship, like most of the time. Don't get me wrong. He can be sweet. Like in the five, sixth episode, he was actually this whole sweet thing where he's like, Oh, Luna, I'm so proud of you after she comes to save them with all these weapons and it's like killing people left and right. He's like, Oh, Luna. That you're my favorite. I'm so proud of you. He's like, shut up. And she's like, she, she blessed me. He's like, you know, she's she's a little proud that he's proud of her. It's it's just adorable. I love it. So yeah, uh, do definitely check this out. It's totally a series worth checking out, and you'll be supporting a great creator. Um, in addition to that, eventually we're gonna be able to see Hasmo Hotel, which is gonna be able to the uh, Princess of Hell, Charlie, who's the son of Lucifer and Lilith, uh, trying to reform. Reform souls to get them to go to heaven because hell's overpopulated. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of musical numbers and optimism and a weird Lovecraftian abomination called Al- Alistair. So you know, can't wait for that. Uh, if the remaining two episodes of Hell of Boss are any good, I might talk about them as a separate review later on. But for now, that's about it. Um, those of you who found this on our Discord channel, uh, because of, because you're a member, you know, do buy me a coffee. We'll be able to access this a week early. And any of you who are, thank you so much for your donation. That's for the rest of you. Thank you for watching. And, uh, yeah. See you later. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to the Dragon's Library. Please subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us Twitter at dragon underscore library two. 
If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.